Our second gospel lesson for today is found in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 35, and it can be found on page 1542 in the Pew Bible. Please stand, if you are able, for the reading of the gospel. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, will he sit on his throne in the heavenly glory? He will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Today is observed as reign of Christ or Christ the King Sunday, as you know. It is a celebration of the coming reign of Jesus Christ and the completion of creation. Dr. Derek Weber of Discipleship Ministries reminds us that reign of Christ or Christ the King Sunday is, number one, an opportunity to be reminded who is the one we have chosen to follow. He also reminds us it is an opportunity to give thanks for the author of salvation and the one who has given us the gift of the church, the fellowship of the body that we celebrate each time we gather in person or online. Finally, Dr. Weber states that the gospel lesson invites us to see Christ, and he's referring to the gospel lesson according to St. Matthew, the Christ of glory and the Lord of us all in the faces of the least of these. I would suggest to you today, my brothers and sisters who are in this sanctuary, and also to those of you who are worshiping with us online, that in order for us to see Jesus Christ in the faces of the least of these, we need to have a faith-growing understanding of Jesus Christ, a new understanding, if you will. This understanding is not static. In other words, our understanding of who Jesus Christ is to be one of constant growth. There may be some worshiping with us today who may, be that, who may believe that once we have an understanding of Jesus Christ as Savior, of Jesus Christ as healer, of Jesus Christ as provider, there is nothing more that we need to learn about Jesus Christ. I would suggest to you that because life is not static, our understanding of Jesus Christ must not be static either. In the gospel lesson today recorded in John, the disciples are given an opportunity to learn something new about Jesus Christ. Join me now in a word of prayer. Loving and gracious Lord, our God, may the words of my mouth and may the hearts of your people be open 
to receive all that you would speak through this, your servant. Oh, Lord, truly you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. And let's look at the text. The disciples find themselves in the midst of a storm. I would suggest to you today that they were not afraid because of the storm. They were excellent, expert fisher people, fishermen. They were used to storms. They were afraid of what they saw. And what did they see? Look at the text. It was Jesus Christ, or this figure rather, that was walking on water. They had not had an experience like this before. And let me just pause and ask you this question. Um, have you experienced Jesus Christ coming to you in a new way, in a different way, and you did not recognize Jesus Christ initially? Maybe it was in your home. Maybe it was in the workplace or in the marketplace or even in the greater culture. The disciples were afraid because this, this was something new to them. They had seen Jesus perform a miracle before walking on water. I'm sorry, turning water into wine as recorded in Cana, John chapter 2, verses 7 through 11. In the earlier verses of the chapter, the disciples, along with the crowd, had seen Jesus take five loaves and two fish of bread and provide a wonderful banquet that fed 5,000 men plus women and children. And the crowd's response after witnessing the miracle was, and I quote, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. They had seen Jesus perform miracles. That's the Jesus they understood. Disciples of the first century and even disciples today, I would suggest to you, have had life, have had encounters of life's experiences that have provided them and us with opportunities to rethink who Jesus Christ is. These experiences have provided us with opportunities to gain a new understanding of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 10, Peter has a new understanding of who God is and who is acceptable to God. You recall the vision that Peter had, or the trance, according to some translations, whereby he saw a vision of a sheet or a trance, while in his trance he saw a sheet being lowered that contained what Peter described were unclean food. And when he was told to eat, Peter said, no, no, you don't, you don't understand this. I'm sorry, Pastor Michelle's paraphrase. No, God, I'm not eating this unclean food because your law said we should not eat certain foods. And God had to remind Peter of this. Don't lame unclean what I consider clean. John the Baptist, the one who proclaimed in John chapter 1, verse 29, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and in verse 34 of the same chapter, refers to Jesus as God's chosen one. And in verse 36, as the Lamb of God, this John who had had an encounter with Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 7, verse 19, asked his disciples to go and have a talk with this Jesus. 
that, that John the Baptist had understood would perform, would live life in a certain way. And yet for John, Jesus was not, was not living up to John's expectations. And so John sends his disciples again in Luke chapter 7, verse 19, and he tells his disciples, go and ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else Notice Jesus' response in verse 21. Jesus tasked to John's two disciples, you go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. The signs that Jesus told John's disciples to report back to John were the signs of of a Messiah. The actions of the Messiah would be carried out. John the Baptist gained a new understanding of who Jesus Christ is based on the testimony that John had heard about Jesus Christ. Let's look at the text again. When Jesus shows up walking on water, the disciples do not recognize who he is. They are afraid. Jesus takes the initiative and informs the disciples that it is Jesus. Was it the sound of his voice that helped them to recognize him? Evangel Heights Church family, friends, and those who are worshiping with us online, I would suggest to you that sometimes we don't recognize Jesus. We, the followers of Jesus. We have our own limited understanding of who Jesus is and how Jesus Christ will show up in our lives in the lives of our family members, even in the life of the church, the body of Jesus Christ. Out on those waters, the disciples gained a new understanding and experience of Jesus Christ. Now, that would be good news. However, we cannot stop there because I want you to continue to look at the text. Notice what happens next in verse 21. I love this. It says, they were willing to take Jesus into the boat. They had gained this new understanding of Jesus Christ, and they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Pastor, what are you talking about? They were willing. Beloved, they did not discount what they had seen. They did not say, I don't know, Jesus, if I want you to become a part of our new reality of who you are. No, they didn't say that. They they, they were willing to invite Jesus, who had just provided them with a new experience 
of himself. They were willing to invite him into the boat. Let me break it down for you. They were willing to invite him into their lives. Here's the question. Are we willing? Are we willing when Jesus reveals himself to us in a new way? In other words, when we have an encounter with Jesus Christ that is different from any other encounter that we have had with Jesus Christ, are we willing to let Jesus Christ to continue to reveal himself to us in new ways? Or are we so stuck, are we so static that we say, no, I don't want to experience you, Jesus, in any new way. I just want to hold on to the old Jesus that makes me come. Are we willing to let Jesus Christ continue to reveal himself to us in new ways? How can our daily lives reflect Jesus Christ's position of king in our lives? Are we willing, are we willing, are we willing to permit Jesus Christ to reveal himself to us in ways that literally shake us at the core of our being? Are we willing to let Jesus Christ teach us how to worship in new ways? Are we willing to let Jesus call us to go to those places that we've said are off limits because that's where people are who need to know about Jesus Christ and his love? Are we willing to let Jesus teach us more and more and more about who he is? Our lives are to reflect the fact that Jesus Christ, this this Jesus, our King and our Lord, is one who we are willing to follow. Our lives are to reflect that the life of Jesus Christ is of such that we've made the commitment to become more like Jesus. That is what discipleship is about, isn't it? Growing into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Saying to Jesus, I Yield my will to your will? Are we willing as a congregation to invite Jesus to teach us something new about himself that will help us to be the congregation that he is calling us to be in the 21st century? I want to go back to John the Baptist's question. He had had an understanding of who Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was supposed to be, and yet his understanding was not in alignment with what he was witnessing as far as Jesus' life was concerned. And and so I I told you, he sent the disciples to Jesus. Jesus said, you go back and tell him 
what has been happening. Evangel Heights Church family and friends, I know that there are some people who think that your relationship with Jesus Christ is private. No, it's personal, <laughs> but it's not to be private. We need to hear your stories as to how you have experienced Jesus Christ in new ways because it is your testimony that will give us encouragement. That's what happened, right? John's disciples returned to John and said, John, let me tell you what Jesus has been doing. And I would suggest to you that before John was beheaded, he was encouraged because what Jesus had reported to John had, was in alignment with what John understood a Messiah's actions were to be. Who needs to hear your testimony? Who needs to hear from you how Jesus has been moving in your life in new ways? Who needs to hear from you how your old understanding of Jesus has been totally transformed because you were willing to allow Jesus Christ to reveal Jesus Christ to you in new ways? I asked the question again, are we willing as a congregation to invite Jesus to teach us something new about Jesus Christ that will help us to be the congregation that we are called to be? Our breakthrough prayer implies that we are willing. Lord, interrupt us to be fearlessly obedient to your plans. Challenge us to act on those opportunities. That's the breakthrough prayer. A prayer not only for us to pray individually, but that's the breakthrough prayer for our congregation. Lord, interrupt us, Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, to be fearlessly obedient to your plans. Lord, challenge us to act on those opportunities. Hmm. Let us pray. Next Sunday, we begin the Advent season, the season in the life of the church, O oh Lord, a time when we remember your first coming, King Jesus, and anticipate your coming to us in new ways as we anticipate with hope, peace, justice, and love your second coming. When your, coming, when your kingdom will be fully established, here on earth. Prepare us to live, prepare us to leave this hour of worship, willing to let you into our lives in new ways, ways that will teach us how to live as your disciples. Amen.